Christy. I am the mother of Helen and the mother-in-law of Rob, who will be taking part in this podcast. Now, I, I really feel as though I ought to warn everybody who's listening into these, these goings-on. I don't know really how I should explain it, except goings-on. If you are of a sensitive disposition, like I am, be warned that the language could be very difficult to listen to. Um... Language, I think, might be the way to describe it. Baby, 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 baby. What are you doing? Well, it's a Robin Helen date night podcast. Uh, I'm not, oh, yeah. this is a theme tune. Yeah, <laughs> what? That's nonsense. Come on. Oh. We drop the kids to school at night and pick them up at three. How many times? It's 3 15. Spend the day together doing some uh, activity. <laughs> well, What's that? And then we're going to make oh, sweet love. Yeah. Uh. My mum might listen to this. It's. Rob. And. Helen's. Late night. Live, recorded as live. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to uh, Rob and Helen's Date Night Podcast with me, Rob and Helen. <laughs> me. The, my lovely wife, Helen. Uh, it's been a long time, hasn't it? I feel a little bit nervous. You are nervous. That's okay to be nervous because you're on the cusp of greatness, my dear. Because we, we, we've decided... I feel giddy, like sick. Good. Well, do it. If you have to do a sick, uh, the bucket is right by the fire. If you need to do a sick, um, but, well, where's that giddy? What's made you feel giddy? Why well, are you feeling giddy? Because we've not done this for so long. I know it. It it's feels exciting, doesn't it? We've, we've <laughs> not we've not podcasted for probably over a year, dear listener. If you are still subscribed, I'll be absolutely amazed. <laughs> um, but, We're aiming for five listens. Yeah, or you, or you just can't uh, click the unsubscribe button. But due to extreme popular demand, we decided it's, we're back. Um, One person asked for us to come back, so we came back. <laughs> in, a nut, yeah, in a nutshell, I did a gig last night with a new comic called Dawn Rigby. Um, I, uh, I, I have to say, I didn't get there in time to see Dawn's act, but the lady I met who just been on stage was very funny indeed. And, um, and, and she's a, a brilliant young comedian working her way around the circuit. But she said she she said um, she was a super fan of the show and she demanded more content. So uh, if for no one other than Dawn Rigby, here is a new episode of Robin Helen's Date Night podcast live, live, recorded as live. So because <laughs> the, well, the big beef that we, we we had with the podcast, we had a great time doing it, but editing it did take an absolute yonk, didn't it? It took a long time. It took a long time. We've got about 10 episodes in the can, but um, Rob won't edit them. Yeah, well, it just didn't have time. And maybe they were too hot to pod. That's, <laughs> that's the other way to look at them. Too hot to pod. So we're going as live. We're going as live, which means no editing. So that will mean as well that um, Helen uh, is a bit of a bugger for a massive pause mid-sentence, which I did used to have to edit all of those out. So if she does suddenly stop mid-sentence, uh, I'll just fill in with some flannel. But I think that you underestimate the listeners because I think people can handle a long pause. Sometimes long pause is necessary for dramatic purposes. 
Just like that one there. <laughs> but you also will have to deal with a lot of throat clearing because Robbie, <laughs> Robbie clears his throat an awful lot. Even when he doesn't <laughs> need to clear his throat. <laughs> it's like a tick he's got that he just clears his throat. And he used to edit that out because he didn't, didn't like people being able to hear that. But now he's not going to, so you're going to hear it all in its glory. Well, I'm, I'm a live performer, Helen. I must keep the airwaves clear. And he did a lot of editing out of farts. Even though we left a lot in, obviously you heard a lot of them. Can you imagine how many were edited out? So I've got to try and fart a lot less. <laughs> well, that means at least for, you know, 35 to an hour, uh, 35 minutes to an hour a day, I'll be farting less in your presence, <laughs> my dear, which can only be good for our marriage and for our love. <laughs> so as we're now as live, um, Helen has uh, written down a menu, uh, very much like at the start of this morning, where there'd be a little jingle going on for a long time that they'd leave on for ages after it would yeah. menu up, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so it's very much... I'm um, recording it live in the kitchen. Should we tell them the menu? Are you doing, like, the underscore music and I'll say what the menu is? OK. At 11.35, we've got an animal update. Animal update. At 11.45, we've got a jobs update. And then, at 11.50, we've got a live sourdough tasting session. And then finally, at midday... We'll update you with all of our Facebook pages and contact details so that you can get in touch with the pod. And then you leave the menu on for a long time, don't you? Don't that's libelous. I just used the uh, this morning um, this morning news. I, I think you might be overestimating how good it was because I didn't recognise it. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that slight knife in the back is actually a positive comment <laughs> hidden within it. Um, so, yeah, well, we, we also haven't had much... I'm, I'm very lucky to have you, aren't I, here? I mean, not just in general. Not that I have you. and There's no ownership at all. <laughs> Rob panics now about everything he says. Now Me Too's out, and I'm, like, on the Me Too kind of, like, bandwagon, aren't I? Mm. Quite right, too. Starting to reevaluate my entire life and how I've got to this point. And, Quite right, and too. And our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob's panicking every time he says anything. Yeah, she's like, I'm about to go... Is she about to file for divorce? <laughs> go on, what were you going to no, say? No, no, I, I think it's very important that men have a profound recalibration and rethink. Um, uh, this is an opportunity, isn't it, surely, uh, when the nation is talking, and, you know, culture is talking about stuff, to think about a better way of living. Exactly, dear. Please don't leave me. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, what was I going to Well, I'm very lucky to, to actually have 35 to an hour's worth of your time here because... Um, uh, I might be slightly jumping the menu here. You're jumping the menu? I'm jumping, OK. I've just said the menu. All right. They know what to, to expect. They don't go jump into what should be at 11.45. God, I would have edited this out in the past. <laughs> so, no, where have we been? What Basically, we've been been away for a year and a lot's been going on, hasn't it? Yeah. A lot's been going on. So I we're had gonna, a baby. <laughs> we're going to update you that, with your other family. Baby, with my other family and everything. But what we thought you'd first like to hear about, dear listener, is um, an animal update. Animal update! Meow. It's an, imp- <laughs> <laughs> it's an improvised thing. Woof. Perfect. <laughs> uh, the, the immediate animal update is uh, Ronnie the dog is um, sat next to Helen on the sofa here. Uh, the, we, we got a new kitchen rug a couple of days ago to cover up the holes in the lino, <laughs> which looks, looks... We actually do have lino. Yep, deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Strongly, there's nothing wrong with a bit of linoleum. And with holes in. I love a bit of, yeah, well, you know, things get dropped on it and, and ergo holes are made. But uh, we've got some uh, a lovely new um, uh, mat down here, a rug, which already looks absolutely disgusting on account of Ron's, Ron's arse hair. Yeah, it's complete. It looks like a dog hair rug, like basically like we've we're trying to cultivate a rug entirely made out of Ron's disgusting fur. It's horrid. And you and can't the only, hoover it off. The you only can't hoover it off. The only way what Ron's doing at the moment. The only way you can get the fur off this rug yep. is Rob, Rob uses his Crocs, which obviously he's wearing, dear listener. I've got my Crocs um, on. And the same Crocs. It may have been a year, but nothing has changed. He's wearing the same Crocs, the same tracksuit bottoms with stains on, and the same T-shirt with a hole in. <laughs> so, you know, don't worry that we've been gone away because literally nothing has changed. Um, <laughs> I haven't bought any new clothes. But the only way to get the fur off this rug yeah. is for Rob to um, rub his Crocs, which obviously have a kind of the rubberized nature of them, yeah. have a, a capacity to attract the dog fur and, and get it into a disgusting little pile. Yeah, and I'd say that the rug is probably uh, is about three feet by five feet, and just with one exploratory wipe of the croc, <laughs> um, which has lost most of its uh, uh, tread, which Hence I think... why it, may you fall over a lot, isn't Yes, uh, they're the lethal on a wet surface, on wet linoleum. I'll go did down I tell the, the dear listeners about you falling over when we went to uh, on holiday? Where did I fall over? <laughs> <laughs> was that... I can't remember if that was before we stopped. You remember when you fell over on the way to the marina? <laughs> Where was that? <laughs> and I thought you might have to have a hip... Replacement. Oh yeah, you went that down was, hard. Really I did go hard. down really hard, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Yes. like a re- it was really alarming, like a giant seeing a giant fall. I think I was wearing these, wasn't I? You were wearing time. those, yeah, on holiday. So it's not just in the house he wears them. He was out at the marina in his crocs. <laughs> <laughs> the marina sounds like we're, we're we're in Howard's way. <laughs> you can't go down the marina in crocs, Tom. You can't you can't wear crocs on the barracuda, Tom. She's a racing vessel. What do you think? You're out of your mind, Tom. No crocs on the barracuda, please. <laughs> so, yes, so I've wiped the croc uh, atop the surface of the rug. And I'd say within, uh, you know, just in the time that we've been speaking, I've managed to generate a ball of Ronnie's accumulated back I might take hair. a photograph of it so I can put it on the Facebook page. Right? Yeah, that, that's, a great, that's a great thing to put on the <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, and it's, it's about just... the size, I'd say, of a dead mouse. And so... it's got loads and loads of other detritus in it, hasn't it? It's got yeah. some. Um, it's got some elastic from a bead making kit. Yeah. Um, and it's got <laughs> probably a toenail. Look here, you go, Rob. No, 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 no. I've been a picture of all of it. I'm going to put it nice. I put it next to the menu there. Right. You can take a picture of it next to the menu. There we go. That, I mean that that picture when you put that on the website page will literally say we're back. I mean that's going to bl- explode the internet. That is. Can you have to cross that? Send that to me, and I'll, I'll start. I'll start tweeting that out, and it's going to get at least one retweet somewhere. <laughs> so animal update. So that's what? so the dog. Yeah. So that apart from shedding his revolting fur, he's really disgusting at the minute. I think because he's he's nearly eleven, Ron. Now, yeah. bless him. And so he smells more. Smells he's very farting bad. more, and his fur is more disgusting. So he's one of those dogs now that you stroke him. And then you smell like him for the you rest really of the day. You really know you've stroked him. Yeah, you? and yeah. you have a, like a greasy hand. But um, we took him to the vets, didn't we? You took him to the well, vets. Well, I, I took him to the vets last week for the first time in about eight years. Yeah, because like his like his uh, his owner, he was clearing his throat, wasn't he? 
Yes, he'd obviously got what Robert got, but in a more revolting fashion, wasn't he? He was clearing yeah. his throat to the point of vomit. He, he go, he go, he go. <laughs> it was that bit, wasn't it? The yeah. At the end. Yeah. And so I took him to the vets. Rob told me to take him to the vets. I probably would have just left it. But um, so I took him and got some medicine. He tried to bite the vet, clearly. Yep, always does. Um, and ended up having to, real be, rum. <laughs> having to be muzzled. And, um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I got some medicine that cost £66. And as I was leaving the vet's office... Oh, have you cancelled the appointment? Yes, I've cancelled the appointment. So after leaving the vet's office, he did follow up by saying, oh, it might make him be sick and it might give him diarrhoea. Yes. And we were actually about to leave Ronnie for the weekend with a friend of ours. We were. Who I couldn't leave the dog with some medicine and say, oh, by the way, he might shit all over your house. Yeah, yeah, here's Ron. He's very excited to stay with you, but he's going to shit all over your house. While stretching and making a disgusting sound for the whole weekend. Yeah, it's he's a gonna, lot. He's, he, he's a good chance he's going to fire it out at both ends. Yeah. So we didn't give him the medicine um, and then came back on the Monday and he was better. So we paid £66 for nothing. Yeah, so we need to take that medicine back to the vets and try and get Well, maybe we could try and sell it on the black market via the pod. Does anybody need someone? Yeah, I bet you could do that, couldn't you? Yeah, but highly illegal, Helen. Highly illegal. We'll get closed down. We'll get, we, there's no way we're going to generate sponsorship if it's the kind of podcast where people uh, know that they, can, they might be able to buy some illegal dog medicine. Yeah, but you know what my mum said? Go on. Oh, it's always useful. <laughs> <laughs> useful. Just hang on to it, love. You never know when you might need some dog antibiotics. <laughs> you, just, you just thought it might be useful. Right, well, we'll hang on to it. So we'll hang on to it. No, I'm going to take it back and try and get a full refund. He's not going to get. They're not going to give you a refund. Right, Dove update. Dove update. I can see them. Dove update. <laughs> um, how many doves can you see, Rob? Un, deux, trois. Only three. Only three doves. Why can you only, only three see doves. three doves, Rob? Because uh, we had uh, we had a visitation from a sparrowhawk. Dun, dun, dun. Who, uh, like a serial killer, came once a day and and um, eviscerated a dove and left it in a different part of the garden. Every and there was one day where we were inside the house and I'm fairly sure he was banging one of them's head against the roof. Wasn't yeah, it? I thought it was it. a bin being opened and closed, but in fact it was a dove's head being stoved in. Feel really, really bad about that. And then, and then as soon as we realised the sparrowhawk was in residence, there was a sighting, wasn't there? There was a sighting. We netted in the remaining birds, the three birds that the were three, left, the three survivors, and uh, they are still they're still here to this day. The sparrowhawk has moved on somewhere else. But it was brutal. It was brutal. It, it was. You know that scene in Silence of the Lambs when um, uh, Lecter escapes from that, the cage he's got, where, where they've got him in that, that great big hotel. Oh, yeah. The and stuff. Yeah. And they find the, the, off, the policeman just kind of almost yeah. like crucified up like, like a bird mm. with all his innards hanging out. Mm. It was like that on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes. Very sad. It was sad. But we've still got three. But Charlie Bird... Charlie Bird... The rescue dove is living strong with your mother at the moment. Loving, living with Jean the Bean. Yeah. She... Uh, Granny Bean is totally and utterly obsessed with her. Absolutely. Him. It's him. definitely a male bird because... Um, oh, yes. He now flies in and out of her, her window regularly. He does. Causing all sorts of bothers with, it, with the Residents Association. But um, this is... I mean, I'd like you to just... Try not to laugh at this, dear listeners, because it's very serious. Um, Char- uh, 
uh, Granny Bean had a guest round uh, recently and um, Charlie Bird um, took a shine to the, the guest and started doing his little spin-around dance when, he, when he's excited. And he hopped onto her hand and um, he, he emitted a fluid onto her wrist. We'll put it at that. Mm. Yeah. He, he was rubbing himself, wasn't he? He was then? rubbing himself. He didn't realise it was going on. and Because uh, at that point, Granny Bean might still have been wondering whether Charlie Bird was a girl. But it, Charlie Bird definitely proved himself to be all man in, in that situation, didn't he? And he emitted what was described by your mother as about a teaspoonful of... Of ejaculate. Of ejaculate. That's yeah. what she called it, wasn't she? She didn't call it, she used a very, she used a nursing phrase, didn't she? Yeah. She called it ejaculate. Yeah. So she's yeah. dealing with that and she's also dealing with quite a lot of violence, isn't she? Yes, um, yes. Bites her, which is quite, it's quite a bleak relationship, really. Do you know what? Here we go. There's me and you genuinely recalibrating our lives over me too. Mm. And your mother, uh, your mother with a violent living bird that ejaculates on her friend's wrists. I know. I know. Men. Well, I mean, if like this is the world we're living in, men everywhere. That bird is just a replica of what's going on. Oh, again, Louis C.K. as well, jacking oh, off a pig. Oh God, another one. Oh no. Oh, there's so many. Does that conclude the animal update? Uh, yes, that concludes the animal update. <laughs> now we're on to now. We're on to Helen's many jobs. Helen's many jobs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Helen, uh, as I say, we're very lucky to have Helen on the podcast today because, sorry, a little bit of chat went there. There's not, we can't edit them out, can we? No, just clean your throat through it. (coughs) Sorry, (laughs) I think it's better. Uh, Helen, (coughs) very lucky to have her because Helen, as you know, has been coming. I mean, that's just a text going off now (laughs) for Helen. It's like living with Sir John Harvey Jones or uh, Peter Jones or Deborah Meaden or um, um, James Kahn. Or who's the guy, this Kiwi guy, played tennis? Theo the fetus. Theo, Theo the fetus. Or um, um, who's the lady who had the big shoulder pads, like the Adams family? Karen Brady. Not Karen Brady, but I like Karen Brady as well. Like, it's like living with Karen Brady. It really is. Helen, very much the queen of the startup business. I think since the podcast last went on hiatus, Helen must have started up about six or seven businesses. Um, can we just walk through what, you, what they were? she's also stopped working as a dinner lady which is an absolute boner kill for me I'll be honest (laughs) with you I'm gutted about that I know I'm not that gutted I'm gutted about that yeah I know I know you are but I know you know there'll be other jobs there there'll be other jobs where I might have to wear a tabard Mm. well you never wore a tabard that was only a a fictional tabard in my own mind wasn't it (laughs) yeah but you know there's still there's still things oh the things she could do with the wet paper towelessness but yes, yeah, so no longer a dinner lady. So my latest um, startup, which is going very well, isn't it, Ron? Yeah. And it's it's tied into the uh, animal update as well. Is that I'm now a dog walker, a professional dog walker, and um, she has public liability insurance. I will. Uh, I do have insurance. Putting that out, fully insured. Fully insured. She's been wormed. She's been chipped. <laughs> uh, she she uh, she doesn't bite. She's fu- yeah, fully fledged uh, professional dog walker. So every single day, when I'd normally be going, right, let's go off, uh, let's go ice skating for the podcast. Helen go, now I've got to walk, uh, I've got to walk a dog at three o'clock. 
She's always walking dogs. Yeah, so I've got to go out in 15 minutes, dear listener, to go and walk a, a dog. Ronnie's thrilled because he's getting loads and loads of dog walks every day and uh, he's exhausted, isn't he? Absolutely exhausted. There's a very good chance Helen could be appearing on Dragon's Den soon as well because she has developed... Uh, I don't know... No, do you know what? It's still in the prototype stage, isn't it? But I think... But if I say it out loud on a podcast, then it's mine and anybody who... Do, I've got this as proof. Yeah, but unless you've copyrighted the design... I don't I think, think we people can could steal the design, the design to you. Uh, to be honest... Hey... Throw out to the podcast listeners. I think it's a great idea. Have we got any business I, investors I trust here? the listeners not to steal my Right, you idea. do trust them, yeah. don't you? Exactly. But um, maybe there's an investor listening. Maybe. There's an investor, a key, a key investor who wants to inject some seed capital into your business, Helen. That, oh, sounded that sounds really, awful. That does sound... To inject seed capital sounds disgusting, but, but it does get said in meetings. It does. Apparently. So early on in my dog walking career, very early on, I had a I had a moment that could have sent me one of two directions. Basically, yeah. I was walking a young puppy called Marvin, who was delightful, and um, and during that walk, I was carrying about three poo bags full of poo, and um, one of them split, ruptured, yeah, <laughs> and deposited its contents all over my trousers. Hmm. Now. That was it. Was a moment where I did wonder whether maybe this wasn't the business. Wonder what you were doing with your life. Yeah, really did. I really did wonder. Um, And then you give up dinner lady for this. Yeah, you could have been like you could have been the best. I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm, I still think it's a great business idea the dog walking, but you could have been the best in the dinner lady game, Alan. You could have been the best, and just to watch you to stand there on the sidelines and watch you throw it all away as a dinner lady. It's hard to take. It's hard to watch. It's hard to try and make sense of. Uh, it's hard to move through. But. You threw it all away to become a dog walker. And to be covered in shit. Yeah. But, like a phoenix. If you had the tabard on, it would have repelled the <laughs> yeah. shit, wouldn't it? Anyway. You could have wiped it off with wet paper towels. <laughs> so what did I do? I didn't... That did not make me crumble. No, you picked yourself I picked up. myself up. You didn't dust yourself off because that would have meant getting dog shit on your hands. <laughs> I um, didn't dust yourself off. And I came up with a solution. You and that's what solution. the best business people do. You do, don't you? Yeah, yeah solve a problem. Hillary. It's Hillary, problem. isn't it? The business Hillary. lady with the big shoulder pads. Yeah. Hillary Mantel? No. No. <laughs> no. Clive Mantle? That's the easy go. He was in casualty. Doesn't matter. So, what did you come up with? Um, I came up with the poo tube. The poo tube. TM. TM. Copyright. C. Copyright. Helen Rotter Industries 2017. Yeah. So the poo tube, um, ladies and gentlemen, is a tube that actually used to house some form of flask, um, which fits into the drinks holder on the side of my rucksack, which is my new dog walking rucksack, which holds all of my apparatus for dog walking. Yeah. And in the side has it has a drinks holder, um, and I fit the poo tube in, and I put a plastic bag inside the poo tube. Fully biodegradable, by the way. Fully biodegradable. And then with my newly acquired uh, poo bag container, which attaches to my utility belt, yeah. which Rob bought me for my birthday, I got lots of dog walking equipment for my birthday. I even made you some homemade liver treats. Yeah, homemade liver treats. I've now got a utility belt that I can attach the dogs to me so I can go hands-free while I'm picking up the shit. It's like, like Batwoman. I really have got everything. Um, Batshit woman. <laughs> <laughs> Batshit crazy woman. That's It's got a utility belt on, does all sorts of dog shits. So anyway, so I get my dog poo bag, pick up the dog poo, and then put it in the poo tube. So the poo tube can safely 
carry seven to eight shits. <laughs> and it means you don't have to carry them on your dog walk. Now, I think this is a problem. Yeah. If you have a dog... Stops people, yeah. Carrying the poo on a long walk is an absolute ruddy nightmare. Absolute ruddy ruddy nightmare, isn't it? It's yeah. awful, and that's why you see dog poos left in bags by styles because people think they're going to pick it up on the way back, and then they... What do they do? That's why I just sling mine in the river. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't sling them in the river. They don't. They forget and they leave them there, but not with the poo tube. Then yeah. at the end of you walk, you pull the whole bag out, full of seven or eight shits, yeah. put it straight in the bin. Then it looks like some horrible fairies have visited the woodlands, doesn't it? Oh, when the people dangle it off trees and all sorts. Yeah, well, because I think they think, well, when I walk back I'll past that, it. I'll definitely see it. But, but then they just go a different route. They yeah. do a circular route. Yeah. I even the other day with the poo tube, yeah. there was one of those such bags. What did I do? You put it in the poo tube. I picked it up and put it in the poo tube, Rob. I've got to say, actually, I uh, probably, I'd say one dog walking three, I pick up someone else's poo as well. Oh. I'm just that kind of guy. The feeling of, a, of the cold. A double bag. Of, a, of a an du- old... A double bag, always biodegradable. I double bag and, uh, and and do pick up other people's dog shits. Well, that'd be even easier if you had the poo tube to put it in because then you don't have to carry it around. And do you know what? I feel good about myself when I pick up other people's dog shits. And I just imagine them just callously leaving their dog shits and I imagine ramming their head into a car door repeatedly. And I just think about what a good thing I'm doing. Yeah. I do. I pick them up. But uh, you've got to see her hoik them into the holster. If you've seen the film Kick-Ass where he reaches over his shoulder to remove those kind of fighting samurai sticks, swords. samurai swords, yeah. out of his yeah. old Deadpool, yeah. out, out from behind. Very much like that in reverse, in reverse, but with a little bag of dog poo, and she hooies it over his shoulder, and it goes, <clears throat> down into the canister. Yeah. It's really, really life-changingly useful. Yeah. Because if you're walking four dogs, that's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. Anyway, so that's my update. Have you got anything else to talk about other than dog mucks? Uh, no, that's it for my update. But now, yeah. it's uh, 11.45. Do you know what time that is, Rob? What, what time? It might not be 11.45 when I listen to this. <laughs> well, it is. We're as live. Uh, it's a live sourdough tasting session. Oh! So here's the jingle for sourdough. Sourdough. <laughs> Ooh, hello. Sourdough. Now, um, every Saturday, I have to buy Helen a copy of... The Guardian, <laughs> um, and, and, and which which she basically dispenses of all of it. Most of it's here, used to start fires. Um, I read the magazine in the family section. The family section. That's it. I have a so, cry at the family section. I don't know whether the, the Guardian could release just the family section and the magazine that you I could know. buy in separates. That'd be useful. Because I just, uh, yeah, because it, it, she doesn't read the sport, she doesn't read the business, <laughs> doesn't read the news, doesn't read the travel, doesn't read the review section. It's all, it all, it all goes into recycling. The Guardian. <laughs> but, um, but because Helen reads The Guardian, and uh, we used to live in South East London, and um, we're, I'm you know, very much a hipster, with my Crocs and my bobblers, uh, I got into making soda bread. Because sourdough bread, if you ever bought it, it costs about £15 a loaf, doesn't it? Because it's made by some artisan hipster well, in a disused warehouse. Uh, and, and, and they've got to pay for all their tattoos and nose piercings. Now, that's what you're paying for when you get the bread. You pay for their tattoos, nose piercings. And to stretch their earlobes. Yeah, and beard oil and all that kind of stuff. 
So I've started making sourdough uh, at, at home. And we now know why it costs £15 a loaf, really. Because it, ta- it takes about a month to make. It takes forever. Yeah. And you have to start, you have to make this thing called a starter, which is just, um, you might, you, maybe you already know how to I think to our make listeners, listeners probably already know. But essentially a stout, it's, it's just flour and water that you just kind of leave on the side for a week and keep feeding flour and water. And it kind of goes off. And there's always that. I do wonder when I'm about to commit a mass poisoning whenever I make a sourdough loaf. But um, while I go and get the loaf I've made in the oven, um, how would you do this on this morning? You'd kind of go, uh, do I talk through the recipe? That might be a bit boring. It's, it's 400 grams of flour, no. 100 grams of starter, 300 millilitres of water. Uh, I just mix it all up together, leave it in a bowl, put some salty water in there, and then fold it every half hour, turn the bowl 90 degrees, fold it every half hour, yeah, then yeah. it goes well, in the I'm, fridge I'm in the tea towel over. Uh, for about five months. Uh, just to go and get the bread. Br- I'll, get, I'll go and get the bread. Yeah. yeah, it takes ages. Like, if I want some bread, I have to order it a week and a half in advance. And there's, like, sticky... Sticky dough all over the kitchen sides, all over the kitchen floor. In the fridge, there's these revolting pots of what look like bubbling kind of bog juice. You know. I couldn't hear any abuse from this. uh, But he's. How many loaves have you made, Rob? Uh, I reckon I'm probably up to about 15. About 15. How many have been a success? Uh, I'd say about three or four of them have been three pretty good. Three or four have been all right. Can we remove the pile of dog hair? <laughs> off the table? I need a picture of the dog hair next to the sourdough. This is this is recording. our this is our sanitary kitchen for you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna I'm gonna wash my hands. Rob's gonna wash his hands and then he's gonna move the dog hair. There's the sourdough next to the dog hair, and that gives you a sense of perspective of how much dog hair there is as well. Yeah. That's good. It looks like a good one today. Yeah. You've even put oats on the top, Rob. Put some oats on the top. You've not done that before. Yeah, sometimes I put oats on top of my sourdough. It was just a bit flat, wasn't it, today? Yes. So it's not very, it's not really, the shape isn't great, but I think it's not going to be as cakey. The problem's been cakiness. Yes. It's been a bit too squidgy and dense. Now, as I'm about to cut into this, Whenever there's telly cooking, or cooking on the telly or anything like that, mm. people always say how nice it is when they eat it. Okay, I will, I'll do that then. Yeah, they don't, they don't go, it's a bit cakey. No, in the past it was squidgy and dense. Yeah. This one, though, it's going to be amazing. It looks like the right colour. I mean, it's an absolute balls up of a shape, isn't it? It's just very flat. It's very flat. I'm going to have to cut it. I, oh, my God, cutting them is an absolute nightmare. Can you hear that? Oh, there's the crust here, isn't it? The crust is good. Has it got your classic? It looks oh, better. It's got bubbles it in it. Look better. It doesn't. It? It's got holes in it. I think because you've been cooking it in a cake tin. Yeah. It thinks it's cake, and today you've not cooked in a cake tin, and it's remembered it's sourdough. It's remembered it's bread, doesn't it? Yeah. What do you want on it for the tasting? Um, I think I think just. Um, do you think like oil and vinegar? Oil and balsamic. Oil and balsamic. Do we have balsamic vinegar? Of course we do. Uh, we have balsamic vinegar. I bought five bottles from Aldi. She bought five bottles from Aldi. Go with our sourdough. It's only a pound, balsamic and Aldi. Yeah. I reckon there must be good balsamics and crap balsamics. Oh yeah, no, it's not good balsamic. I'm not saying that Aldi's crap. But, um, I've got to say... I bloody love the middle aisle of madness in Aldi. It's incredible, isn't it? 
See, what? I don't even stop there anymore. I go to Aldi so often, I don't even stop in the middle aisle. You're not even bowled over by the fact you could buy like um, you could buy like a, a, a compressor to run pneumatic tools off. Yeah, it's lost its appeal. Oh, never loses its appeal for me. Right, let's let's taste this bread. There we go. Live tasting. Here we go. I'm gonna dip that in. Oh, don't. There we go. That's that's very that's very nice. It. I can mean, you describe, looks, can you describe the bread to the listeners. Like sourdough. It's got the holes that you need, that kind of texture with the holiness. Very important holes. Because I think that's very important in hipster culture, isn't it? To make people, to overcharge people for things. So if there's holes in the bread, mm. big holes in the bread, then, then you're, getting, you're able to overcharge people more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's very important. This is a good one, Rob. It's a good one, isn't it? It's mm. come out well. Well, what's an exciting end? To um, this date night podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to two people. Two people in bread. Very near a ball of dog hair. <laughs> um, so, if people want to get in touch with the podcast, what do they need to do? They oh, need to. Let's just say as well, we might go out on some dates for this date night podcast, but we just wanted to put something up for our dear listeners because we do love you, dear listeners. We're just going to do it live. Whatever we do, we're just going to do it live so that there's no editing. So, you know, the, the quality may go down, but. But, you know, that's Always what it is. under-promise, over-deliver. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Mm. So, you can contact us on Twitter at Date Night Pod. Yeah, at Date Night Pod. Mm. Robin Ellen's Date Night on Facebook. Or you can email us at robinellensdatenight at yahoo.com. Yeah. Mm. Oh, do you know what we should do? We should do. We should... No, oh, the next one. We Write in with your questions. We should answer questions from our dear listeners. Well, we did have a lot because we did do this and it never got edited. So well, we've got a load, haven't we? Questions, yeah. We've got a load of questions. So the next one. So this is like a, a kind of a reintroduction. Who was it sent us about 20 questions? Greg. Greg, Greg. This is a reintroduction podcast. So subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell new people about the podcast and they can listen to all the old date night podcasts. This, mm. is, like, this is like a refresher. Feels like a rebirth. I know. It's exciting. I mean, excited. Very excited. I'm not this excited Is this since the second coming? It is the second coming of date night. This is like... So, in many ways, we're girding our loins eating this bread, ready for a push into the interstratosphere. And you know what? If we ever earn money from it, then we can start editing it again. Oh, yeah. And then the quality will go up. Because all the money we ever earned from the Joanna Longbottom uh, battery fund... <laughs> that ran out. straight into batteries. <laughs> yeah, we did, did earn £5 <laughs> in the last series, didn't we, from Joanna? <laughs> And then we raised the money for shelter with our Christmas single. We might have to record another Christmas single with Rick. Mm. What should we do this year? We did, we did Killing something, in the Name. Yeah, something that doesn't involve, like, singing in tune. We'll do another Rage Against the Machine. We'll do Bullet in Your Head. I don't know that. You just go, Bullet in your head! I got a bullet in your head! You got a bullet in your fucking head! You'd, no. you'd love it. You'd, you'd nail it again. No, I need, we need a more, a more well-known one. Anyway, anyway, this isn't on the menu, Rob. Us dithering about... Stick to the menu. Oh, yeah, stick to the menu. Sorry, yeah. So, uh, support the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell everyone we're back. We're back like a like a mofo. We're back you in the house. You can support the podcast financially, can't you? Can you? You can. Yeah. Um, if you do want us to edit, if you give us like ten pound, we'll do it. We'll we'll edit and uh, like ten minutes. <laughs> we'll edit it. out this massive pause. <laughs> we'll edit out all this crap. Yeah, all this shit will be gone. If you donate ten pound. That's what'll happen, but I can't remember how you donate. Yeah, but uh, I mean, next week's podcast is going to be amazing. Uh, we're back in business. Send your questions in, so you can qu- email us 
at Rob and Helen's Date Night at yahoo.com. Uh, you can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter or at Date Night Pod or the Facebook page. It's always important to say it a couple of times. Okay, Robin Allen's date night. On Facebook. Send your questions in. Well, Send your questions in. And, uh, oh, any questions. Any questions. And we'll do a question and answer section in the podcast. Or any problems you've got. Scruples. Oh, you need advice. I'd love to be an agony You'd love aunt. to be an agony aunt, wouldn't you? I'd love it. Helen would love to be an One agony aunt. One of my favourite jobs that would be. Right, well, get them in. Get them. We'll do an agony aunt section. I think it's an important part of the podcast. It connects with the listeners. And then it makes it our po- all of our podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. And we're all talking. And any problems you don't have, Helen will solve with a sense of real parity and compassion, won't you? What if nobody emails us? Um, you're not allowed to make them up. What we'll do, we'll just keep we'll just keep using Greg's questions oh, yeah, until we get more questions Greg. in. Yeah, Greg, yeah. Will, Greg will do as a solid, and Dawn Rigby, she'll send in some questions yeah. as well. All right, Joanna Longbottom will send in some questions. <laughs> I'll just have to kind of we we'll, we'll just you you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? Yeah, got to start somewhere and not I, be daunted by it. I feel look, it's eleven fifty nine, Rob. We're just absolutely nailing this. Exactly, yeah. Give me a high five. High five, sister. <laughs> sister, not sister, my wife. My wife, that makes it weird. So, um, yeah, so let's get in touch with the podcast. Thank you very much for downloading this. I need to back bread out. Uh, make, make some powder bread. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. Uh, what, what day are we going to be uploading this on? Well, today is Monday. Is it Monday? So let's do it on Mondays. It gets uploaded on Monday, so it'll be there for your Tuesday. That's I'm... what we always did. It was always up, you know, roughly Monday, Tuesday. Normally, I'm at hot yoga on a Monday, Rob. I'm at... Oh Jesus I Christ! Know. Am I going to have to come to hot yoga for a podcast? Yeah. Oh God! I nearly you died last time. But I you can't talk. Many you times. can't talk in there. It was just it asked me on the way up there and back. Yeah. That's what it'll have to be. Okay. So we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Get in touch with the podcast. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.